Hello, good people, and welcome to episode six of season twelve of the Brunswick Beer Collective. I am Chris Shorten. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Uh, good evening. Evening. Yes. Yeah, uh, night. I think. Yeah, just like well, maybe it's night. I don't know. It's so just like last week. I don't really, I haven't really delineated time properly. No. Time or space or what, continuum. What, what or... is time really? What is time? It's a Baby, question. don't hurt me. <laughs> Um, and I don't think that's what time is like. No, no, no. That's who was that? Who was that band? Hadaway. Oh, okay. Oh God, Hadaway. <laughs> um, and Paul Christoph. Uh, hoi hoi. And this. Yeah, I mean, what is love? It's a separate <laughs> question. If you want to ask that, if I'd ask that question, that would be an acceptable answer. But that's not the question I asked. But I knew where you were going. Chris was the only person who didn't. <laughs> Story of my life. So <laughs> this episode, no, we life will never be the same. Again. Again. Oh, God, that's a, who's that? Morsi and uh, Lisa <laughs> left Lopez. That's Hathaway as well. I'm not the beginning, it's just the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, this episode is about... Start on normal. Winter. And this week, we'll be drinking beers. Yes. We'll drink the Mountain Gate Barrel Bar- 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 Mountain Gate? Mountain Gate. Mountain Gate. That's a good name for a... Yeah, or the really? Mountain Goat Gate. Yeah, the, Mountain when, Goat Gate. When they got bought by Asahi. <laughs> that, was the, that was Mountain Goat Gate right there. Mountain Goat Gate. <laughs> it is the Christmas sale, the 2015 uh, Belgian quadruple. And we'll be drinking the... Or is it a quadrupelle? Oh, Jesus, I don't know. It, it is actually probably quadrupelle. Um, and we will be drinking the Brew Dog Abstract... AB16. Is that is that the full time? I think it's just the... Yeah, 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 that's what it is. Oh, was that yeah. the one you bought just randomly because you saw it on the shelf and were like... Pretty much. I think I bought this years... I reckon yeah. I bought that at least three or four years ago at Black Arts. And yeah. I think that bottle we're looking at was like $60 Some ridiculous price. Yeah. Like you were like, oh, oh that Jesus. sounds interesting. They're like, oh, that would be a million dollars. You're like, okay. Well, I've committed now. Like, that's right. <laughs> I said I want this beer, so okay. This sounds incredibly wasted on us. Um... So this episode is about winter, and winter is something that it's here. Winter is yeah. it's here. Winter is fucking um, here right now. Um, so right now, uh, the three of us are outside on at the balcony at City Lane headquarters, and it is really fucking cold. It is really cold. Yeah, like I pride myself on like being the guy that you know doesn't feel the cold, and like I'm like it's fucking cold. Mm. Yeah, it's fucking freezing. Yeah, and like I, was I wish in- I had gloves right now. I was in my hometown of Ballarat earlier, and it was even fucking colder than this. Yeah, I wish I was in my hometown right now. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm probably like 18 degrees and sunny, and everyone's complaining that it's cold. <laughs> Hashtag Perth life problems. Hashtag Perth life problems. So I'm, wear, I'm wearing a beanie, I'm wearing a scarf, I'm wearing several layers of clothes. I'm not but, wearing enough. But the weird thing about winter, and the thing that I think we kind of all grate on quite a lot, is the fact that every time winter comes along, people seem to think that... You, that is the only t- uh, that's the only time you can drink say dark beers I mean hell down uh, down the road or like down the road from here uh, the Alhouse project has an entire festival devoted to dark side of the beer you know it must be up to 48 now or something um, at least at least yeah I mean or at least each of the beers will be 48 dollars mm, oh that's true and they won't be halves no <laughs> so uh, all right I, I feel like it's important that we kind of flag what do we think about this whole concept of only drinking dark beers in winter? Well, it's, it depends on whether you're taking the 
view that it's a purely taste, flavour, thing, texture thing, I suppose, or how much weight do you give to the psychological aspect mm. of drinking beer? Because, I mean, from a pure flavour point of view, I mean, who cares, right? Like, you feel like drinking a beer and you drink the beer that has the taste that you mm. want and you drink it when you feel like it, right? Like, end of story. You drink the beer you want when you want. Seems like an angle, yeah. But I guess there's, there is a psychological element to it when, you know, winter comes and you're like, okay, yeah, like now crack out the, crack out the stouts, you know, the barrel-aged stouts and everything and it's, you're kind of waiting for it and then it comes and it's exciting to open those beers that you've been storing for a while and it makes you happy. It's nothing really to do with the taste of the beers as such, but psychologically it's okay. it's a good thing. Yeah, I think for me, like, the the most credible argument I sort of can construct <laughs> that, um, that, that works here is... Um, I that feel like this needs, like, a whiteboard. No, 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 it doesn't need a whiteboard. I mean, I could do it on a whiteboard, but it is the fact that, you know, a lot of dark beers, in order to get the flavour out, you need to warm the beer up. Um, and so... When when it is hot, you want a cold, you want an ice cold beer, right? You don't want a a you know eight to ten mm. degree beer or something like that. So I, I can understand that argument for going. Yep, that works. They work more usefully in winter because you let the beer warm up a bit, and you can actually let it warm up to more than eight degrees, like fucking room temperature or something like, that, and then mm. you drink it, not ice cold. Whereas, but in summer, you don't really want to wait for the beer to get to that temperature before you drink it because you want something refreshing, yeah, and mm. cooling and stuff. So it's more that. You don't get the full flavour hit of most dark beers if you drink them in summer at the temperature you want those beers in summer. So Ooh. I think that is more where I come from in terms mm. of... Um, but you do, don't you? Because you're waiting for the beer to get warmer, so at least the flavours. Mm. So the dark beers going to get warmer a lot quicker in the summer. It is, but you want to drink it before. So mm. this is the thing. Like, yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, you As could, opposed to now. You get it there a lot faster. Like, yeah, now. Like, now, like, we've I've had to wait beers. three hours for this beer to become the temperature and I want to be. these beers are always going to be cold because yep. when you're outside. Oh, they've I, been yeah. out here for a few hours and they're actually right. probably not as warm as mm. we yeah. would want them to be. I need, like, a... Like, right. something like light. I mean, if we're talking, if we're talking pure, pure winter, winter appropriateness drinks, I want, like, a mulled cider, mulled wine, a winter pims, a drink that's actually hot. Yep. Which raises the interesting question. Nobody, well, nobody to my knowledge, I've not really researched, researched it at all. But um, a beer that's designed to be drunk, like, hot. Ooh. Is that a thing? I don't know. I mean, uh, I feel like uh, anything that's beer is usually a thing. With, uh, has it already been a th- thing? Because we've gotten down to sort of, you know, because, oh, yeah, the UK warm beer, but... Yeah, they're I mean, not really warm. Like no, they're nice. room temperature and room temperature. They mean you know, sort of you know, six to eight degrees, <laughs> like, which is perfect for you know a real ale. Fantastic, mm. but yeah, an actual hot beer, like I, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if it's not a thing, we should make it a thing. Like we should do well, it with somebody. Well, yeah. I mean, what what would a hot hot beer constitute? I mean, would well, it, it has to be, be something with those Christmassy spices, doesn't yeah. it? And then, but then again, are we? Are we, are we yeah, are we painting that, that whole thing on ourselves? Really? Are we falling into that? What flavors work hot? Mm. A pumpkin ale. Pump, yeah, pump spiced pumpkin <laughs> ale sort of comes to mind. We're, we're definitely knocking on the, um, uh, you know, the Starbucks door, um, the spiced pumpkin um, latte. Hey, I, yeah, people dig people. 
you know, knock Starbucks and look, you're not going to Starbucks for the most fantastic single origin coffee and everything. If you want a pure coffee drink, you're not going to Starbucks for quality. But no one, no one excels at like sugary flavored lattes like Starbucks. If it's summer and you want a nice ice blender frappuccino from Starbucks, goes down a tree. Winter, nice hot spice pumpkin latte goes down a tree. That's so you know, just saying. Just saying. Look, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not sure whether we're going to get hot beer over the line, but I think it's a good idea. What's well, a what well, that attitude? You something want something to explore, <laughs> right? I mean, um, why not, right? Like, why not? A, a true a true winter beer, like, yeah, you, something you definitely do not want to drink during the summer. But if I had, if there was yeah. a hot beer that tasted great, and somebody brought that out to me, and it was a, you know. Probably not. It doesn't need to be boiling, but maybe sort of like, you know, a green day, sort of 60, 70 degrees or something. Like, oh, it'd be quite nice to have something warming in, in me right now. There are definitely articles on this topic. Like, we don't have time to yeah, talk no, through them. But, like, yeah, I think uh, maybe we need to come back to this mm. this question Revisit. after we've done a bit of research. Because, yeah, because there's, there's, yeah, I just Googled it just then. There are people who have... Yeah, yeah like, I mean, clearly yeah, people... Who on this. Um, so... Uh, all right, so is, assuming that we walk into this world with the idea that we can only have, like, dark beers in the dark times, what 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 is everyone's go-tos? What do we what do we think that we should be having? Like, no. what what <laughs> that I was almost going to say the exact or same the uh, the pre beer that we had, which was the uh, pope. The uh, oh. Yellow Belly Sunday, the Omnipolo Buxton collaboration, which we're not going to the one with the clan hat. <laughs> no, this one doesn't have the clan no, hat. The, just the standard the yellow belly, belly has, has a clan, clan hat. hat. The yellow belly Sunday doesn't. Just seems like a fail, really. Yeah. Incidentally, I gave that a four point five. It's a fantastic fail. But um, yes, yeah, a go a go to. I actually like a Guinness. A, like, a proper Guinness. A proper Guinness is, or even like you know a Murphy's or a Kilkenny. Like any one of them in Ireland, I it's definitely true. Like Guinness in. The UK mm. tastes better than Guinness in Australia. I used to think I hated Guinness, and when I lived in the UK, I really got into it. I quite often got a pint of it and enjoyed it. Right. Jeff, um, yeah, I, I still I still don't do Guinness even in the UK. It's <laughs> like just, just I don't know, I don't know what it is. I just cannot just cannot quite get my head around it and just not liking it basically. But that's it. Plenty of plenty of good dark. You know, mm. in mm. I mean, obviously the Speedway sounds like one of my favorite beers in all town. That would probably be, if it was not so expensive, that would be my go-to. <laughs> Especially in this country. Yeah, or, or just the Temptress. Temptress fucking solid. Temptress is well. great. Yeah, it's awesome. So, uh, Well, I had, uh, so I was at Beer Mash a few weeks ago, and they had the Scandinavian beers brought in. And so I think it was the... the Did you have to sell a kidney? Yes. I pretty much, as someone who's usually permanently broke, um, I was even more permanently broke at that point. <laughs> yeah. But it, uh, but it did lead to the um, thing because uh, special guest Ben or regular guest Ben, I don't know what he wants to. Not be so guest. special guest Ben. Yeah, not so pe- special. That's what guest. we call him. Exactly. Uh, so he turned, uh, he um, turned up, and he sort of said, "All right, I'm going to buy." Uh, they they brought in a load of different um, dark beers. But they'd also brought in a load of Nipahs. And so they pretty much, everyone started out, um, he started out with like an Nipah 
and then a dark beer. So it was like a pecan beer from someone important. And so it wound up being this weird combination where the, he was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink the Nipah while I'm waiting for the dark beer to cool down. And, you know, uh, as someone who I'd walked in and I'd had what was a, I think it was like some sort of um, marshmallow beer, and I pretty much damned because it was my first beer for well, the yes, night. I had that twice. It's brilliant. But uh, I pretty much downed it within the space of... The first time I had it, I downed it within the space of about 20 minutes because it was the first beer I'd had for the day. And it's like, right, I need, I, I'm really thirsty. But um, then that I saw Ben's ways and it's kind of like, oh, shit, he's right. So then that I started doing the whole buying one of each. But I feel like you know, even in that scenario where, you know, it was pretty cold at that point. It's I kind of wanted the... I kind of wanted the... Like the lighter beer and then the um, darker beer. Well, I'm finding it interesting. So, I mean, talk about stout. I mean, stout. Stout is stouts are probably my favourite type of beer, to be honest. So, just going through my Untapped, I mean, five thousand fifty-three unique beers, and sorting all my check-ins by um, rating, highest to lowest. I mean, number one beer, Lord Coxwain's Courage Double Barrel Edition. Um, only uh, one of three beers that I've given five stars to. Mm. Um, though the version that came out last year not as good as the original from 2014 um, no I didn't enjoy that one that much the Goose Island um, Proprietors Bourbon County Barrel Stout mm. from 2016 five stars and um, not at all a stout the uh, Grand Crew from Almanac <laughs> I also gave that a um, 2016 a five mm. but then the next beer is uh, Benthic by Half Acre 4.75 2016 Bourbon County Barrel Stout, 4.75 <laughs> Bourbon County Coffee Stout, Yuzu IPA. Um, but Noah, you know, you get a lot of these. So I'm thinking, but they're all special beers. What's the number one, what's the best beer that I've given a stout? It'd be the um, Aphrodisiac, actually. Oh! Is that the Dude Seal? I gave that 4.5, and that's a stout. But interestingly, the um, last check in was December 2013. Because obviously the Ale House had mm. a, um, used to get in a quite a lot of their beers back when he used to, mm. they used to get in more um, foreign beers. Mm. They do a lot more local beers these days. So I've actually not had that beer since 2013, but that is one of their core range beers. Right. So I'd be really curious to have that again. So we should pause there because we should actually drink some dark beers because, you know, it's fucking cold out here. So we'll be right back with the next beer. And we are back. Yeah, um, so just going through my um, check-ins. Mm. I think uh, one that I have, obviously that um, Aphrodisiac, which I've not had since 2013, but one beer that I've certainly had with um, some regularity over the years is a Stone Excavator. Mm. Yep, I really like that beer, and that is readily available. And also, any of the um, Prairie sort of their, you know, they've got their various um, pirate bombs and prairie bombs. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the fabled one that everyone. They do, said they do, they do all, they all different, they do all different ones, but they're always there's always at least one of them available, and they are also always very fantastic. Right. So, yeah, but most starts. Um, I think for me personally, it's um, anything that's sort of a, a milk, sort of a milk stout, that chocolatey flavour. The, um, yeah, I'd go for that. 
chuck some cinnamon or something in there or some vanilla and um well yeah. I, I, I'll admit I do tend to lean towards milk stouts over other things the most calorific of the beers calorific a real word yeah it is I think it is no it is learnings is a real word you might hate it you might hate it but it's a word alrighty um, real beer what are we drinking uh, so real we, beer so we are drinking the AB16 from Brewdog oh, the so million dollar beer so from um, you know when we were talking about um, sellouts the other mm. the other week last week before last uh, week hey week yeah. no, anyway. few weeks ago yeah um, yeah I mean Brewdog they you know it's independent but mm. they're like they're now like like yeah the Goliath what's well, another it's another, it's another like, thing yeah, we've it's, had, isn't it? it's like if if a brewery is purchased by a larger brewery people are like oh they've sold out but if a brewery is purchased by you know private equity Mm. investment bankers and stuff nobody seems to really bat an eyelid mm. you, you, you mean the punks quote unquote yeah which is interesting it's, mm. I mean it's very if, in, in many ways I mean the brewery people at least like beer is their business the private equity mm. people their business is money sweating assets and making yeah. money yeah like so you know anyway <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll get into another episode. I think, but like, yeah, I mean, the, but Brewdog pretty much have, I think, like the largest pub in the UK now. Like, there's mm-hmm. one, like it's near um, Tower Bridge. It basically takes up an entire fucking block. It's what? gigantic. It's yeah, very cool. They've already said about the because um, obviously they've opened up in Brisbane. There, mm-hmm. but they put the thing on their Facebook about a month ago. They're basically like people in all the Australian capitals like find us a spot. Find us a spot that you think would be good for a Brewdog brewery because we're. Um, pub because now we're brewing in Brisbane and we want to open pubs and yeah. if the um, yeah if the real estate and the sums work out right I certainly expect that we're going to probably see a Brewdog mm. pub in every capital city, state capital yeah. within the next few years it's going to be interesting to see do I mean, know what you is I mean I quite like they I mean they are a bit hit and miss and they're very aggressive around the world but the I think both the beers and the pubs, but I mean I've been to several mm, mm. Brewdog pubs around, and I've always always enjoyed myself. Mm. I've always enjoyed the beers. So anyway, um, anyway, AB sixteen, our latest concept beer. Note this was like March twenty fourteen. This beer was bottled. <laughs> is a smooth and luxuriant Belgian quad infused with coffee beans. On the nose, you might find warming clove and nutmeg, cafe au lait, subtle dark fruit notes, and hints of candied lemon peel. The combination of aromas evokes malt loaf or ginger cake on the palate. Smooth and fruity espresso, milk chocolate, and warm brandy-soaked currants are in the middle of a high-class dance-off of <laughs> dance-off off against the dance spicy off. and peppery Belgian character. The mouthfeel is a sm- is smooth and rich, and the beer pours a deep copper color. Hops: extra pale Munich crystal chocolate wheat. Hops: Wymere. Sorry? That was malts. So malts, yes, malts, <laughs> those things. Hops, Wamir, SARS, Fuggles. 15,594 <laughs> Is such a... Uh, you, you know Jack. Jack's a fucking malt loaf. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I quite like that. Um, so, what do we think about this? First impressions. 
It's um, a lot smoother than I thought it would be. Yeah, mm. that's... This Belgian quarter, I was not expecting mm. that smoothness. I'm guessing it wasn't that smooth um, when it was brewed. Probably not. No, it's been aged in the archive for quite a while. Interestingly, J- Jason H., who had it on the 28th of May this year, said, not aged well, borderline... I mean, I lose all respect because you can't spell border... But, um, wait, wait, how did he spell border? Like B O A R D E R. Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe yeah. that's the line that all the borders sat on. Like, you know, the people who boarded at school. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's deliberate. I don't know. Like, it's. <laughs> yeah. So, not age well. Border, it's so borderline drinkable. Going to drink all my store of AB because not worth keeping one star. So wow. Maybe you need to. Uh, Brutal. Well. Yeah, look, I'm just going to, yeah, yeah, you know. That, that was not a turn I expected. Mark C in Norwich, a shadow of its former self. Three stars. Chris V, enormous fruitcake, cloves, raisins, thin, slick liquid. Doesn't taste alcoholic, but it really, really, not really, in capitals, is 4.5, and that was on April 30th this year. Mm-hmm. Well, as we've noticed, um, when you get to this stage with beers, um, you do not know how people have stored their beer. Right? No, that's like, right. Yep. After four years, yeah, that's a lot of... um. Yeah, Matt, Matt at Brewdog in Brussels. Uh, fruit, cake and raisins. It has good flavour, but it's past its best. No effervescence, no rating. Glad I tried. To be fair, barley wines aren't really known for their effervescence. No. Like, come on, mate. Nora, Nora Quadrupels. <laughs> I, I didn't want to ask that. I, I, I thought maybe I'd missed something. No, it's a bunch of quadrupel, isn't it? Yeah. But no, they're not known for the effervescence either. Uh, Spencer L, milk, choc, caramel, red fruit, and strigosafusils. What? What the is hell is that? that? Thin oxidation, red vines, caramel, red patch fruit, full bodied with rich stone fruits. Three points. Like this dude. I'm sure he knows what he's talking about, mm. but he seems like he's just thrown a whole lot of words together. Yeah. It's, it seems like a lot of arse, though. Uh, Stuart E. at Ashton in Makerfield. Like chocolate raisins without the chocolate, Sandy M, 2018, 4.25. So I assume he's making fun of his friend Sandy M by saying chocolate raisins without chocolate. That'd just be raisins. <laughs> unless, unless they mean... Chocolate raisins about the chocolate. So you've got chocolate raisins and then you've taken the chocolate out and then you've got the raisins. So when my, I was a kid... My head would, hurts already. When I was a kid and I would get a Whopper from mm. Hungry Jack's... With raisins. Or Burger King for our non-Australian listeners. I'd, um, I didn't like onions or pickles in my Whopper. But I didn't want a Whopper... Didn't order a Whopper without pickles or onions. It had to be you ordered a Whopper properly and then mm. you had to pull out the pickles and onions. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it I tasted was, different. No, I was perfectly happy to order my Big Mac without onions and pickles. Like, yeah, in fact, so but then, you knew, then you knew that they made it fresh because they had to like, make yeah. one for you. But See, just, I mean, that's, that's a... I mean, they're different purposes here, I guess. So I was going for that. So now something, chocolate raisins about chocolate, but do they mean, you know, they got chocolate raisins and took the chocolate mm. off, which would be slightly different taste than raisins. Anyway, All right, so... Um, so what oh. do we think about this? I was going to say, the actual... Um, oh. oh. no! And here you go. Sandy M, like two check-ins earlier, at Ashton in Makerfield. Literally the smoothest beer I've ever had. Like chocolate raisins after chocolate has been licked off. 4.25, <laughs> so it's exactly correct. <laughs> um, all right. You asked the question. <laughs> and then the answer was right there. It's creepy. 
What do we think, people? It's really good. Um, it's, yeah, smooth, raisins, wintry. It's all the flavours I like. It's really good. Um, I... I don't, I, I don't know whether it's a 4.25 or a 4.5 yet. I need to finish my glass, but it's one of those two things. Yeah. If I need to commit right now, I'm going to say 4.5. It is. I really like this. Yeah, I think 4.5 is solid. Like, yeah, I think it's it's held its time in the bottle really well, even though it's probably stored in not ideal <laughs> circumstances in wherever I stored it. So, the, yeah. The archive. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It's a 4.5. It's beautiful, but kind of brutal at the same time um, if that makes sense uh, good work Brewdog uh, may your world domination succeed well, of course they won't world dominate I mean, this, I mean if they brewed this again oh it would be uh, uh, like <laughs> no this is all independent it's fine it's fine <laughs> don't worry about it it's okay <laughs> oh, God. it's like a fucking Pandora's box um, alrighty we will move on to the next beer now And we are back and we're into the last beer for this episode. And of course, because we're ranting about winter a lot, uh, we decided to change things up and we have switched from the mountain goat beer to the Paul, what is this? Well, we, we really changed things up because uh, Jeff had to. Yeah, he had to. Expectedly run off. leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's our fault. We to our dinner. So we are not we're drinking the uh, Christmas ale 2015. No. It's, but it's our own fault because we purposely, we kind of ran this a little longer than we intended. Uh, yes, we're drinking the Christmas bomb, which fits in nicely with my earlier thing mm. where you can always find a bomb from Prairie <laughs> and they are always very good. So, yeah, this is a Imperial Stout brewed with spices. So, yeah, <laughs> the bomb is their sort of very readily available stout. And this is... Um, got cinnamon, ginger, and nutmeg added. Um, who is Prairie, by the way? They are a US brewery. They're based in... Bacchus Marsh. Oklahoma. Nice. Krebs, Oklahoma. Distributed by their friends, the Shelton Brothers. So, yeah, I mean, I think I first had one of their beers in Austin, Texas, at this place called um, Brew... Brew and Brew? Brutastic. Something something brothers will something brothers brew and brew. So it's open all day. So they focus basically on fantastic coffee and fantastic beer. Hence brew and brew. It's actually pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, so a really cool place. They have you know, twenty plus taps and I was in there, I was by myself when I was in Austin and I got chatting to um the two people behind the bar that were really cool. The uh Girl behind the bar had spent a couple of years doing a stint in London. The um, guy, I don't think he'd lived anywhere else, but they were both very well-travelled, so got in a really nice conversation with them. And, yeah, the guy the guy was like, ah, oh, so clearly, yeah, you really like your beer. Um, so, okay, I've got um, got this, this beer here, this beer behind. We sort of uh, have a few bottles of various things that we don't normally take out mm. unless, um, you know... If we, if we meet someone that we know we appreciate it we sort of say oh we've actually got these other couple of beers so it was uh, one of the bombs which is kind of cool just I so. can't remember the exact one I'd have to check it I'm not going to waste your time by sitting here scrolling through untapped for a few minutes but um, yeah I tried and it was fantastic and I was like wow this is one of my favourite beers hmm. 
And then I hadn't tried it for a while. Um, subsequent, then I, um, it was when I was in San Francisco, just... Oh, God, when was that? Like, last year? year oh, September, last year. Jesus. So, almost a year ago now. It was actually um, Whole Foods, right near the, um, whatever the railway station that you go wait, to. Wait, wait, as in Whole Foods, Whole no Foods Market, Amazon. Yeah. So, yeah, Amazon. Um, yeah, they've got a, um, it was one of their, they've actually got a craft beer bar, which has like... Wait, wait, there's a bar? There's, there's actually a, a, there's an actual bar An actual craft Foods. beer bar in Whole Foods that okay. has like shitloads of taps and everything. Didn't have enough time because I was actually rushing to get to the train to get to the uh, 49ers game, 49ers Rams. As you do, of course. But um, the on the bottle selection at Whole Foods is fantastic and they had a few prairie beers and, of course, you can drink on the train, so I had my beer and uh, thankfully the guy sitting across from me on the train had a bottle opener. It's like, oh, dude, you need a bottle opener? It's like, yeah, <laughs> fantastic. And about a month, af- a month after that, I'm not sure when the exact... Um, distribution thing happens so experience it the guy's based up in um, Nomad mm. Nomad up in hey, that's, South, that's like Nomad up in Sydney big revenue source yeah, up in so. Sydney so they're obviously their main business is actually experience it importing beers they secured the rights to distribute Prairie's beers in Australia and subsequently, yeah, a lot of the um, bombs and the like have become available in Australia, which is fantastic because, yeah, as I said earlier in this episode, they're sort of one of the... If you go to a bottle shop and you see, yeah, a Prairie Bomb beer, mm. it's... I have not, have not had a bad um, one yet, so... Look, I reckon I've probably had it before, but I don't really remember it. I've just heard you talk about it a lot. Yeah, so I've, I've not had this one before. Right. Um, I mean, we're at the wrong time of the year, but then saying that Christmas in July, this could well, be that, your that's time. Well, we're at the exact right time of the year for it. Yeah. Like, right. At least it was when it was intended for. Because, you know, in North America, it's freezing cold at this point. Well, that's the thing. Sorry. If, 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 at, if you're in North Christmas, America, yeah. Christmas would be 25th of December, which for Australia is equivalent of the 25th mm. of June, and mm. it's the 17th of June. Thank you, pagans. So... Um, yeah, if we go back to our earlier thing, is it the correct time to be drinking a beer? Winter beer? Get into all that, but anyway. Um, in theory, right. it's the uh, correct time to drink this. Paul, what do you actually think about this? Um, smelling it, it's... <laughs> yep, it's a delicious... That delicious base stout that the bomb is. Mm-hmm. With those um, winter spices that I love, so... that It definitely tastes very, very, like, Christmassy. Yeah, it's not going to be hard to think I'm going to light this beer, so I'll have the uh, first first sip now. Um, I've already had a few sips. I quite enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It, it is a 13%, and I don't think it tastes like a 13%. Not at all. Uh, I, it could easily pass as something like, you know, 9, 10-ish. Yeah, it does not taste as boozy as it is, but it's... Um, the description on Untapped is the is the bomb exclamation mark that we all know. Yeah, and I literally love. read that like seven minutes ago. Awkward. <laughs> uh, it has been a very long day, people. Uh, so, all right. The uh, the first re- re- review I can see is from Tanya M, and she says, oh, uh, "Really wanted to try it. I'm not there yet." Uh, no rating at all. 
Uh, Simon H. Spicy, he spelled spicy wrong, but, you know. Boozy <laughs> and balanced. Looking for my fruitcake, but chilli chocolate will work. Um, purchased at the Edinburgh Cellars, 4.25. And that actually stokes in my memory. The one I had on the train that I bought from Whole Foods was the, um, the chilli, one of the chilli bombs. Okay, so they do a chili bomb, which is like... Um, yeah, so basically the bomb yeah. is their... Their base. Sort of their base stout, and then they do whole, all kinds of um, interesting additions to it. There are loads of check-ins which are, you know, they don't actually give any sort of... Okay, okay, um, any sort of comment. Uh, Chad Am on the 11th of June says, Weird Spice, not nearly as good as the other bombs. Okay, so that makes sense. Like loads of bombs all hanging out together. Yeah. But he did, Chad M did get like a load of badges for uh, The Sky's the Limit, hopped up, hopped up uh, Winter Wonderland, and Heavyweight. Well, Ben D or Bendy. Good old uh, Bendy. Um, that was back in June. Uh, late check in, best dot, <laughs> best period, holiday period, beer not, period. Not a late check in. Ever! Exclamation mark, 4.8. So much marks of exclamation. Uh, okay, so loads of people who didn't comment. So interestingly, you probably have to scroll back to to December to get the, like the check-ins original. that would have occurred when this beer came out. Um, as an aside, uh, Brian V actually quite like this. Um, his comment was just, because why not? Except for the fact that he should have had an exclamation point there. Which makes no sense at all now. He did add an exclamation mark. No, he didn't. It was just because why not with a full stop. Oh, well, um, what a big guy. Yeah, a lot of people not saying things about it. Da, 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 da. Here we go. Um, Matt B at the St. Nicholas Serbian Orthodox Church. <laughs> um, label says try to spot the difference between picks. I spotted something. This tastes almost like every other version of Bomb. Still good though. Four point two five. Ron S says, um, "In my top five of best stouts consistently I've ever had." Yeah, a lot of people are drinking this because I mean I've scrolled through a lot of check-ins and we're still only in May, so mm. certainly not going to bore oh, people. That was the first of June, so. Yeah. What else we got? Um, Zach. Oh, jeez, I can't even read where he's um, checked in. Uh, here we go. Um, Nate R. Uh, don't know where, but always love the bombs. Okay, what's well, interesting? Always love the bomb exclamation mark S. <laughs> Assume he went for an apostrophe, no, that, that, that which makes he also sense. shouldn't have no, used. That, and that, that make, uh, well, yeah, I mean, bomb with an S on the end. It's like the bombs of the S on the end, that actually yeah. works. Love the addition of spices. Cinnamon comes through... Strong with the coffee, 4.25. Well, I think what's what's really interesting is the fact that, okay, so this is a winter beer, and, sorry, this is a beer that we would drink in the cold. However, a lot of people are checking this in at around, like, like you know, the bet in, the, in my top five stats from Ron S is from the 1st of June. I like this one. Middle um, so summer. I think the dates seem to have disappeared after once you go back to a certain stage. Um, Courtney at the Roa Masha Tavern. Um, slowly working through all the beers we stocked on, up on while I was pregnant during the best beer season, high <laughs> winter. 
So she obviously, yeah, bought a bunch of great beers and has since given birth and is now drinking said beers. Uh, 4.75. Yeah, she really enjoys it. All right, so uh, what do we think about this? Um, For me, it's... Yeah, it's kind of about that standard bomb level, <laughs> which uh, which for me is a 4.5. I mean, it's... Yeah, as I alluded to earlier in this episode, the, the bomb and its variants tend to be... And one of my standard stouts, like if I see a prairie bomb, I will go for it. And mm. this is another example of why that to me is the correct decision. It's a 4.5. It's that great base beer. It's got those nice spices to it. It just goes down smoothly, hides its alcohol well. It's fantastic beer. Uh, I agree. I think this is a 4.5. There's, if you can track down it, it clearly seems to exist in places. Because if they're still drinking this um, in June in the US, it has to exist here somewhere as well. Yeah, I think I think it's true that perhaps the bomb beers are becoming a bit more similar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's always variants, but to an extent, they actually are quite similar. But, so if I mean, you're looking for variation, perhaps you're not getting it as much as mm-hmm. back in the day, but. Mm-hmm. You know, does it really matter? Like, I don't care. It's a delicious well, beer. Well, it's only if you're holding on to some sort of past. Uh, Stop I'm living in the past, Marge. Quit living in the past. <laughs> Thanks, Homer. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I really like it. I think there's a 4.5 as well. I think it's something that I've never had before, but I've heard a lot about Prairie. And I think it's just well done. It's, again, I feel like that... Given the middle, it's the middle of winter right now, and I'm wearing a scarf and an oversized beanie. Yeah. Um, it feels right for this time. Well, hey, it's a good reason to uh, go to Oklahoma, right? I can do that. Yeah. Well, I have a friend. Ostensibly, I have a friend. Amer- <laughs> American Jeff lives in Oklahoma. <laughs> I wait, wait. I didn't know there were so many Jeffs around. You know about American Jeff? Uh, I don't know about American Jeff, but let's save that for another episode. Yeah, it's it's a long story. Uh, so, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, we have been uh, Jeffrey Chi, who has sadly not been able to be here for the last beer. Yes, yeah, it sucks. You know, he loses. Yeah, yeah sucks to be Jeff. Uh, we have been Paul Christoph. Good night. We've been Chris Jordan, and we will talk to you all next week. Next week.